We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official sportsbook of Rotoviz Radio. I'm joined today by none of my other co-hosts. I only have uh, the fabulous Oracle himself, Matt Friedman. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on the uh, the cast, so to speak. It's uh, it's good oh, to be on the show it, and talk. Yeah, when, when I'm talking to myself, uh, I refer to this as the cast. But yeah. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. It's nice to be here talking about some Dynasty. Heck yeah, man. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, you're more of a DFS guy yourself, right? With Fantasy Labs. Yeah, that's the that's the day job, but at, you know, at my core, I'm uh, still a dynasty truther, and, and I think honestly, like uh, dynasty and DFS are the two 
they're they're the two best ways I think to uh, to go about fantasy because you you know with dynasty you get the long term benefit of having great insights and then with DFS I think you get a lot of what is good in redraft leagues but you just get it condensed and you don't have to worry nearly as much about injury issues and stuff like that. No, I guess that's 100% true. It's like they complement each other super well because then it's like, okay, Dave, you just lost David Johnson for – spoiler alert if you didn't know David Johnson is down. Uh, that if you lost David Johnson for a bit, uh, you can at least next week go and play your Kerwin Williams sneaky little play, although I I have a feeling based off of our previous discussion off-air that that's not going to be something you do, Matt. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Uh, Kerwin Williams. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not going to play him. But I actually, <laughs> I think Kerwin Williams is a guy who is uh, undervalued in terms of like what he could have done in the NFL if given like right circumstances and stuff like that. You know, I mean, he was like a fast guy at Utah State and had good production, one really good season as a senior and a good receiver too. I mean, he's small. I don't think he's going to do anything in the NFL, but it's not hard to imagine different circumstances. He could have been like a Tariq Cohen type of guy. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably true. Speaking of which, we're like we're like blowing up the show before we even get into it. But uh, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about all of those players that we just brought up. Um, so you'll have to wait a little bit longer. So beforehand, I want to let uh, everyone know you can get a listeners only thirty percent discount to RotoViz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage at RotoViz.com/podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, which is booming right now on the site. Uh, and more importantly, it helps support the pod. Well, I don't know if that's more important, but it is. It is an important more thing. Important. More important. Okay, it's more important. Matt said it's more important. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you can contact us uh, via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at rotovizradio. Um, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Uh, mybookie.ag is the official sportsbook of Rotoviz Radio. And more importantly, it's awesome. Uh, so if you're out there looking for, if, you, if you're an avid gambler already and you're, you're looking for a new sportsbook that you haven't tried yet, uh, you can try out mybookie.ag. Uh, there's a 100% sign up, sign up bonus uh, if you use the, the code TRADECAST. Um, and then if you're, also, uh, if you're also looking to try something, uh, if you're not that into sports betting, but you're like week one, you're like, man, I got everything right. Uh, then feel, I personally did not get everything right week one, but maybe you felt like you did. Uh, if that was the case, then uh, I, I would also recommend checking out mybookie.ag. Uh, they're a highly reputable site and, uh, and pay out quickly. So as, there's, as their saying goes, you play, you win, you get paid. And uh, I think also, isn't there something else that if you sign up, for my bookie within the month of September. And then you uh, forward to us the confirmation email that you got, you can get some like Rotoviz apparel, right? I think that's something new that we're doing too. Yeah, I, I saw that. Actually, I just signed up for uh, for my for my new uh, new swag, and and you can get that too by signing up for uh, mybookie.ag. Matt is all over today. Yes, well, it, it theoretically is my side job. So it's, yeah. He knows all the promos. Uh, So, all right, let's dive into the discussion. So let's kind of talk specific week one stuff. Um, And we're going to talk about it as the show always does through kind of a dynasty value lens. Um, So the first thing we'll do is we'll just get the pain right out of the way uh, and talk about some injuries uh, that showed up. So first big injury that we kind of alluded to at the beginning of the show is David Johnson. As of now, Looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. They're out signing practice squad wide receivers. Uh, there's 
blurbs basically saying anywhere from two weeks out to going on a IR designated to return. Uh, so I think it's a safe bet to say he's going to be out for a while and you're going to need to come up with a contingency plan or decide to completely punt. So I guess uh, valuation-wise, Matt, uh, is this doing anything to your dynasty valuation of David Johnson? I mean, I don't think it changes that much. Obviously, if you're looking to win a championship now, unless your team is really stacked at the running back position, it materially hurts your chances. But, uh, right. I mean, we don't know. There is the possibility. It's only a broken wrist. I say that like, like, fun. It's a broken wrist. Like, defensive linemen, they just, like, tape that thing up and play the next week. You know, is, so like, is it broken? I thought it was dislocated. All right. Well, it's some, something. It's yeah. I mean, but, it's very I, painful. If you had if you had either of those things, I'd be like sending you cards to get well. <laughs> but David, so I mean, but the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's possible he could return this season. Yeah. So um, I don't think it is catastrophic to uh, his short term value, although it, it really hurts your your dynasty team for this year. Um, but long-term, I, I don't see it being that big of an issue. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of something I've preached on the show on a regular basis. I'm sure you know since you listen. Uh, but overreacting to injuries is one of the biggest mistakes you can make in Dynasty. Um, but it does always open up a window to buy a player. Uh, and I bet that this will be no different if David Johnson is out for eight weeks, that suddenly his valuation is going to fall from like three and a half first to – potentially two first. So uh, if you can go out and buy him, I think that's the play. But if, if you're selling him and getting anything less than, than a dollar for a dollar for him, uh, then I would, I would be passing completely. I think he'll be right back up at the top of the dynasty. Uh, chart. Actually, I don't think he'll fall off of the top of the dynasty charts. I think he'll stay uh, ADP wise in that first round, even, even throughout the next off season. Uh, and, so and sorry, yeah, a player like him, it's so hard to, uh, to get value for him. 100%. Anyway, because, uh, you know, if you're trading him away, you have to get multiple players back, and you might not have all the roster spots for it, which means you have to maybe cut developmental players that you're high on, or you're punting this season and taking draft picks, which are tentative. It's just, I think if, once you have a, a valuable asset like that, it's really hard to move him for value. One unless of, unless he's part of like a, a mega blockbuster trade where there are just tons of pieces moving and it's all kind of balanced out through everything going through the transaction, but otherwise it, it's hard. Uh, in the pro- yeah, I agree. It's it's because his valuation is already at the top. Is is there's nowhere for him to go? You're already paying premium dollar for him. So I agree with you. Unless you're like working an OBJ and each of you throws in a fill in or something like that, those are the kind of deals that maybe get done but those those deals are kind of silly to begin with unless you've just got unless one of you has like great wide receiver depth and the other has great running back depth so uh, let's talk really briefly because i'm not sure that there's anything here or maybe you disagree with me anything here that's really enticing for dynasty or even like streaming options for the rest of the season uh because that cardinals offense does not look prolific this year uh so the three names i've seen tossed around as people who could could basically take advantage of this role is Kerwin Williams, Chris Johnson, and Andre Ellington. Chris Johnson, there was recently a blurb uh, probably two, three hours ago where that where Bruce Aarons was saying he might go back to the well and pick him up. So I guess I'll throw to you, Matt. What what uh I guess how do you view this? Are you are you excited about any of this? Are you throwing how much fab are you throwing at these guys or are you trading draft picks for any of these guys? 
Nothing. I, I think if you're at the point where you're considering starting one of those three guys or or picking up one of those three guys, your season is probably already over and you don't know it yet. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. I might throw like 15% at Colonel Williams, but even then, like even after David Johnson went down, suddenly Andre Ellington was in a timeshare with him. So I, you know, it's, right. it's something where if you can get him for a very low percentage in the five to 10% of your fab, then maybe it's worth a gamble. Uh, but somebody's going to outbid you for that. I guarantee that uh, right. come here Tuesday, if he's not already on, uh, on a team, Kerwin Williams is actually on a lot of teams. He was a really sexy pickup uh, right before the week one games, but uh, as a fill in for people putting players on IR. So, all right, that's enough of the garbage discussion. Uh, let's talk about Allen Robinson, another player uh, who I'm really high on. If you listen to the pod, I basically preach. Uh, Allen Robinson was preaching, purchasing him this offseason. Well, spoiler alert, that's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, he looks like he's out for the season towards his ACL. Uh, so unfortunately it's, 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 this one reminds me of Keenan Allen last year where, was buying up all of the shares of Keenan Allen and then personally just get brutalized like in the first quarter of, of week one. Uh, this feels very similar to me and is going to hurt me equally as bad. But as a general thing, um, I'm not sure Allen Robinson was going to be that good anyways this year. Blake Bortles looks like a hot, steamy pile of garbage. Chad Henney is not really going to feed him. Uh, so I don't think this year was the year anyways for Allen Robinson. So this, I think, I think my philosophy on Allen is going to be buy and not sell very almost uh, very similar to what we just talked about with uh, David Johnson. I think when healthy, he's an elite asset. Uh, so I guess, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on on Allen before we start talking about some of the other people we could pick up to stream him with? Yeah, I think it's probably the perfect opportunity to buy low because the person who has him now is going to get nothing out of him, no production out of him yep. for this season. And there's the real possibility that Robinson could go someplace else next year and, uh, you know, maybe, even if it's just on a one-year contract, but a high probability that he is not tied to Blake Bortles or Jacksonville next year. And I, I, I think it's, it's nowhere but up for him. Like, Jacksonville is the worst place that he could be. So uh, I think there's the, the good opportunity to, to buy cheap in terms of his price, but then also his future production. Let me ask you, because I've seen some trades come across my timeline uh, that are straight up a 2018 first for Allen Robinson, which I would which I would chomp up in a heartbeat. Um, I mean, you would would you would make that deal as well, I guess, is, is my question for you. I, I would give would I give a 2018 first for Allen Robinson? <laughs> that is the question. Yes. Uh, man, I don't know. See, I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of weird about like how I view first round future first round picks. Like I like to, I like to acquire them. I don't like to trade them away because I'm always, uh, probably too optimistic about the future. Um, and also, uh, I'm sort of, we're getting too far afield, but yes, I think that probably is fair value. Um, but it's, it is tentative because we don't know where he's going to be next year. Like, I I know I just said, like, there's a buying opportunity because we don't know where he's going to be, but uh, like a first round pick, like, I just, I don't like giving first round picks. All right. Well, I I learned something, Matt, about you there, uh, that you're not a, you're, you're you're the, you're the first round pick hoarder is basically what you are in each of the leagues. If I, if I can be, I want to be. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome well I, I don't 
think, and maybe I'm wrong, that the, the bottom hasn't hit Allen Robinson yet. I bet it's coming in the next week or so, probably two weeks, um, before people start going 0-3 and, and are like, who can I buy for cheap? That's when it's going to start climbing back up. Um, but I don't see a scenario where Allen Robinson's going for a second at any point in the near future. I think one first is about the lowest his value is going to go. And uh, I don't have a problem with it. I love first too, but I think I think that I would be more than happy to give away a first for. I think that's uh, fair. Like, I, like, it's I would be willing to... I would be willing to package a couple of second rounders. You know what I mean? Like I would be willing to try to find first round value to give without giving the actual first round pick. Gotcha. Okay. No, I think that's totally fair. And and that's a deal you could potentially see is like a throw in with two seconds. Wouldn't shock me if you saw Allen Robinson, yeah. but, but if it's a random first, realistically, if you're, if you're dealing the one ten for Allen Robinson, you're stealing. Um, Honestly, if it's the 106 or lower, you're probably stealing. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, the possible buys and what uh, what dynasty valuations we're giving them. So it uh, looks like that Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns are going to hop into the fold. looks like Hearns really kind of came into the game and popped up uh, as soon as Robinson went down. So either of these guys entice you, Matt. Uh, I'll give Not my opinion all. after. Uh, okay. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the secret guy is potentially D.D. Westbrook, who's on IR, but who potentially right. could return in, I think, like week 10 or something like that, maybe even like a little bit earlier, like week nine. Um, they haven't said if they're planning to, uh, to take him off of IR whenever he's eligible, but it's a possibility. Uh, and he'll be I, free. Yeah, he's, he's the guy, I think, out of that group who has legitimate long-term upside. Well, I, I think Marquise Lee has more long-term upside than than Hearns, um, but I, I I agree with you. I, I don't think that I like either of them, um, and I and I think that there's going to be a, a buying frenzy, so to speak, on those guys. So, I, although I don't know why, because again, you're dealing with Blake Bortles this year, who's probably not going to have his job all year, and he's it's he looked miserable in his first game. Although that while that defense just annihilated, just annihilated. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to a player who just can't seem to catch a break in Kevin White for the Chicago Bears. Uh, went down with a broken collarbone yesterday. Uh, man, I, you almost it's almost like the Ravens last year or even the Ravens this year. You kind of feel bad for the Bears like with all the injuries they seem to be uh, running themselves into here. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Um, I was really high on Cam Meredith, so that was yeah. heartbreaking. And then this – uh, honestly, it's, I mean, I, I don't know, like Kevin, like he's like Mr. Glass, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know if he has any chance ever of staying healthy long enough to create any sort of like continuity with a quarterback to build some chemistry right. or to even just like refine his craft as a route runner. Cause like, that's one thing he's, he's weak at. He's not a good route runner and it's hard for him to learn how to be a good route runner if he can't be on the field. Yeah. I mean, if, if uh, TV would help me become a better football player, I would be great at it right now <laughs> right. to do that. But uh, unfortunately watching routes probably isn't as good as actually practicing them. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, somebody, I, I, and I forget, I would love to credit whoever said it, but that, I mean, this, uh, this does look like Kevin White's probably last, last snap with the bears. Right. I mean, I, if he's out oh, for the I, year, he's probably done with the bears. Right. I, I would imagine unless he, he comes back and just looks like a dominant receiver where they think, okay, um, we don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy, but he is so dominant in practice and in preseason that we can't cut him. 
I mean, at this point, he's just got to look slightly better than Jeremy Bellamy, right? Like, that's got to be what it is, right? Like, I mean, that's where they're at. Yeah, it's true. I'm not even sure that's, his, that's his first name, Matt. I'm not even sure that's right. Yeah, uh, or his last name, for that matter. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty sad out there. Although I, I would say, and I know I'm going to sound crazy saying this, I think there is some real potential with Marcus Wheaton. Um, you know, like he has, he has the broken finger, but, uh, they don't have anyone else there. They gave him a a decent contract and, uh, I don't hold against him the fact that he wasn't able to do much in Pittsburgh. Like he actually did on a, uh, I think it was almost like it's a per snap basis or a per target basis, whatever. Actually, no, it's a per game basis. He was actually very comparable to Emmanuel Sanders in his four years with the Steelers before he went to Denver. Like, they had very similar careers. Sanders so, wasn't anything sexy before he showed up with Peyton. Like, he was he was a really, like, wide receiver 3-4 pretty consistently. Yeah, so I think it's possible that Wheaton, you know, he had a, a bad run uh, last year with the injuries, but I think it's possible that he could emerge as the guy on that team. And, uh, I mean, they don't have any quote-unquote playmakers. Like, Wheaton would be the closest to it that they could have. I mean, I, I really like that take. I actually forgot Wheaton was on the roster there. Uh, that I, I like that take a lot. He, I think he's, for the most part, rostered in Dynasty Leagues. Wheaton is. Um, but I don't think you would have any real trouble snagging him for a late third even even a fourth round pick potentially because he's he's essentially the end of the roster for people and yes. and uh, I, I would most certainly check your waiver wires because cut down time was probably mean to Marcus Wheaton in your dynasty league. Yeah, like I think he w- would be a guy that I would love to be able to get because if, if you say like, hey, I want to trade a third rounder there for Marcus Wheaton, they're going to be like, wait, Wheaton's the target that you want. But if I could get him added on as like a yeah. piece in another deal where they don't know that Wheaton is the guy I really want. That's what I would want to do. Sneaky dynasty trading from Matt here. Uh, we've talked about the we've talked about the real throw in here before, uh, and uh, and Matt clearly knows. Uh, yeah. All right, so and and then let's just I'm just going to ask the question, and I already know the answer. There's nobody else there you're you're interested in investing, and even Wheaton, you're not paying a premium for, right? Yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no one is. I mean, like Tariq Cohen. Could yes. end up being like the, the functional guy there, you know, who gets targets. But no, no one who's a wide receiver there. Definitely not Kendall Wright. I'm abnormally higher on Marcus Wheaton than most people, but that still doesn't mean I would give anything of real value for him. Okay, and I, and we'll get to Tariq Cohen here in a second. So, yeah. Uh, but I think I think that's a solid point. Is that suddenly him kind of running that Duke Johnson slot role suddenly becomes a reality here, um, yeah. just simply because they ain't got nobody else. Uh, all right, let's do yeah. one more player. And I'm not sure as far as dynasty value goes, this might be the end of the road for Danny Woodhead here. Um, he he got injured in the game. Uh, I forget. I actually didn't see what the ultimate prognosis was for him. Is he out for the season? He, it seemed like it was serious enough that he was out for a while at least. I don't think I've uh, – let's look it up really quickly. Yep. I don't think they've said exactly what it is other than just a hamstring, and they think he's going to miss significant time. Right. But that's that's all that there is. And so I think it's just a re-aggravation of the hamstring issues he had during the preseason. So, like, it could, it could knock him out for a month or two. But I don't know if a hamstring, like – 
first game of the season would cause him to miss the entire campaign. Okay, and I mean, and and I'm, I'm I tend to agree with that, but his time, his shelf life was already very short for dynasty yeah, valuation. Yeah. Uh, he was a nice sleeper, um, knocking him out even for five games here or four or five games. That's gonna essentially take him out of half, you know, ha- essentially half of your dynasty season. You're not gonna feel good about starting him for the next two. So essentially half of the dynasty season, he's not gonna be able to yeah. play. Um, so I mean, I think that his valuation, if you can get something for him when he starts coming back. But realistically, you couldn't get anything for him before he before he came back. Even on the Ravens, there was a little bit of like a, a redraft buzz around him, but that that didn't really translate to dynasty. So production is really the only thing that saves quote dinosaurs like that. Uh, you know, guys over thirty who are running backs. Production yeah. is really the only thing that speaks. Um, so uh, one interesting thing that came out of that is Buck Allen appeared, um, yes. and Buck Allen looked reasonably good. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look any worse than Terrence West, which I think is the threshold. Is that is that you know? is that the, is that a threshold? I mean, I wish that I wish my like work performance was based on not looking worse than Terrence West. Yeah, I think that's the threshold for getting more action in Baltimore. And uh, I mean, we've seen Buck Allen have spurts of big production. Uh, he's clearly a much more capable receiver than Terrence West, and I don't know if he's any worse of a runner. Like, Terrence West has never been above four yards per carry. Like, you know, that's basically Buck Allen territory. So, right. um, yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, I, yeah, Javorius is someone that, uh, I mean, he. I think it's going to be hard to get him now because whoever has him is going to be like, okay, Woodhead is down, Terrence West sucks, you know, like Buck Allen is just one heartbeat away from being the lead back. So I think right. it's going to be hard to get him. Um, well, he's He actually might be on waiver wires too. He's a guy that probably yeah, that's possible. the cut season was mean to, that was also pretty unkind to, I keep saying mean to like, it's like a, an eighth grader, uh, but it was unkind to in the sense like, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's, he's probably in that same place, but yeah, a fourth round pick and getting it done for Buck Allen after he kind of shined for a bit in that game. Yeah. I mean, 21 carries, like there aren't many guys who get 21 carries in a game, you know, in, in week one, just randomly off the bench. So uh, yeah, there are going to be a lot of people, especially like after David Johnson, actually, if David Johnson is on your team and Buck Allen is on waivers, I think that's the guy you grab hoping he somehow turns into a workhorse. Okay. If you have fab budget for that in your dynasty league, what are you looking at giving for Buck Allen? Because I don't think I could go over 30% of my budget for Buck. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, like, if you're like 50, 60, I'm like, I don't know that I can get on board with this, but I think that's probably where I draw the line is like 30% of my fab budget. That's, that's it. He's not probably going to be productive. Although he's still young. He's still young. He he was a highly touted prospect uh, when he came out of school. So, you know, maybe, maybe the sun hasn't set on Buck Allen and as a dynasty prospect, maybe he does have some valuation some value because yeah Terrence West he keeps playing like that he's 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 looking an awful lot like Matt Asiata out there yeah like I'm not thinking of Buck Allen as a long-term guy I'm thinking he could be he he potentially yeah he he potentially could be I'm thinking of him more as like uh you need a running back you know for this season and there's the possibility that uh West doesn't get it done and that opens up a huge opportunity for Allen 
the next segment, I want to let you guys know about an app that I got into this this past week for the first time, really dove into it. Uh, you've probably heard about it because they've been advertising kind of all over the place, and the Tradecast is no different. Uh, it's called Play Draft or just Draft. Uh, online, you can find them at playdraft.com. Here's how it works. So you can do a draft that lasts for just one week. So this is uh, you have six owners, seven owners, each of you takes turns drafting a snake draft. And then at the end of it, you have a team and that team plays for one week. Uh, you just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waivers. Uh, draft will even take care of last minute injuries for you. Uh, draft will start. Uh, honestly, when I was looking there, they, there was probably 45 games that were waiting for people to sit in, uh, ranging from a dollar to a thousand dollars if you're a crazy person. Uh, so there's no salary caps. It is a real snake draft, as I just mentioned. Uh, so come join, uh, come join me on draft today. Uh, you can download the app anytime. Just search draft in your app store and join, join a game in minutes, uh, or play from free right at your computer at playdraft.com whenever you want, uh, for a limited time. And actually I signed up with my, with our own code, uh, when I joined and deposited. So all new players get a free entry into a draft, but you have to use the promo code RV radio. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using the promo code RV radio. That's RV radio uh, on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play for free with promo code RV radio. All right, let's dive into some of the players uh, now we've got the injuries under our belt. Uh, let's dive into the more of the breakout players uh, that popped up. So there were some fun rookies that showed up uh, that we're going to talk about here. Some guys that might be on your waiver wire that showed up in week one. Uh, the first one we kind of touched on is Tariq Cohen in that Baron, uh, Baron Bears uh, wide receiver core and backfield, actually. Uh, yeah, super intriguing guy. Played at a small school and he's – I mean, the Darren Sproles comparison gets thrown around way too much, but um, it's fairly applicable for him uh, in terms of his size. He's not quite as thick as Sproles is, uh, not quite as strong. He's more of a, uh, like I'm going old school here, but he's like, in terms of like physicality, he's more of like a LaRod Stevens Howling instead of wow but like you know like small but still like pretty explosive but like not quite as strong as Sproles but uh super dynamic uh had a thousand yards rushing each of his four college seasons uh good receiver good athleticism the only thing to dislike about him is that he's small uh and I think eventually that would keep him from having like a workhorse role but if there's a team that can commit to him pretty quickly to having a sizable, you know, a sizable job as a receiver, yeah, he's kind of interesting. I mean, his size didn't seem to inhibit him at all. Uh, no, it didn't. One at least. I mean, and, yeah. and I and I, and I think I mean, and I think that's. I mean, it was evident when you were watching it. You're like, okay, that guy is is at least two feet taller than uh, than Tariq Cohen. But I mean, he 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 looked. He looked like he belonged out there. Um, and for a rookie week one, that's tough to say about even like look, Laquan Treadwell doesn't look like he belongs out there. And he's been in the league and he was a stud talent uh, for for two years. Now Cohen's coming in week one and looks like he belongs. So I think there's something there. Uh, unfortunately, I think the cat got out of the bag with all the, uh, all the smoke in the preseason uh, that he was getting a lot of love. And so I think he's pretty much off of every waiver wire. And I think your opportunity for buying is probably gone, but let's, let's have a hypothetical here. Um, if you're, if he is on your waiver wire in a dynasty league, it's 100% of your fat budget, right, Matt? 
No. <laughs> no. But, but I'm, I'm abnormal. I mean, the thing is, he's not going to crack my starting lineup. You know, like, and I don't think he's a long-term player. Like, I don't, I don't think he has the career of someone like Darren Sproles. Okay. And, and I don't think I even put Darren Sproles in a starting lineup because I try to put, like, workhorse running backs. Like, that, that's the type of player I want to try to get. Okay, so let's 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 back up and talk about this for a second then. So let's say dynasty valuation wise, if he's if he, if somebody's wheeling and dealing him, what is the most you would give up for Cohen right now? And it, it doesn't sound uh, like a lot based off of your your. I, I mean, I guess, I guess a second, but I, I mean, I I value my roster spots, and I want to try to have them for developmental guys who could mm-hmm. become starters. And I just don't see a world in which Tariq Cohen who is 5'6", and who is 179 pounds at the Combine, I don't see a world in which he becomes a regular starter in Dynasty Leagues. Okay, I'm not, I'm not quite as sold as you are on that. Um, I planted my flag pretty early on Tyree Kill last year after he broke out in week one, or week five, or whenever that was. Planted my flag that it was, he wasn't going to be a thing, and uh, I ate my hat. So I'm going to hold off on the Cohen talk. I probably would give... I probably would give 100% of my fab budget for going just because the waiver wire is generally pretty sparse in your dynasty league. Uh, and this is probably going to be one of the better opportunities to have somebody in an offense that is just going to be looking to feed somebody targets. This is, this is a guy who, who can fill that role and even could end up in the slot receiver role. Yeah, that's fair. It is possible that he could end up more as a slot receiver. And uh, if that happens, I think he's a little more interesting. I mean, the one thing I would say that uh, where this seems different than Tyree Kill is that uh, Hill was at least, you know, like 185 pounds, like 5'8", 185. Like that's like, you know, like T.Y. Hilton-esque type of yeah. size, a little bit bigger, you know what I mean? So it's just for, for Cohen, it's the fact that he is so small uh, I just don't see him being a future workhorse. And if I don't see that as a possibility for a guy, I'm just, I'm not going to invest in him. Yeah. I mean, I think the comps are lacking. I think you're exactly, and I think you're exactly right. And, and going old school and bringing out Steven Talling, that is, that's impressive. I forgot that guy existed. Right. Uh, that's, that's impressive. All right. Let's move on to another running back who kind of broke out. Uh, maybe you have a different take due to size on this guy. Uh, Chris yeah. Carson of the uh, Seattle Seahawks is a guy who probably to, to kind of piggyback on what Matt was just talking about a guy, in my opinion, that does seem to have the size and looks like he could actually be a guy that's a workhorse for that offense in the right scenario. Yeah. And uh, you know, good enough athleticism, as you mentioned, good size, uh, he was never the bell cow uh, at Oklahoma State, but before that, and I, I like this is just showing how much of a degenerate I am. Like he I was did about to have say you're going high school, aren't you? Well, I mean, junior college. Like he did have like a pretty <laughs> good junior college season to be able to transfer into Oklahoma State. Um, so like okay. there is some like I mean people could debate the merits of junior college for football players, but like there is some sort of history to point to of him being the guy on his team, like having significant production in college. But outside of that, uh, I think he's big enough and he did get a pretty significant share of the snaps in week one. Like he's already ahead of Eddie Lacy. Uh, it's not all that hard to see how he could uh, take you know, uh, what CJ Prosize was getting because Prosize is more of a receiver instead of the runner in that backfield. 
No, I, I completely agree. If Rawls, I think if Rawls comes back, then Carson's going to kind of disappear into the background. Uh, but I think Eddie Lacy might have blown his shot at this role. I think I think he might be done. So um, that he looked every, he looked every bit of terrible out there in week yeah. one. So uh, again, as far as value as far as valuation goes, I think I'm good. Yeah, I don't know if I could give a second. Maybe a, maybe a late second for Chris Carson. I think this role is one of those ones that evaporates um, as Rawls gets healthier. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I'd be – I think I'm in the third the third range, and think, that's not going to get the deal done. So, Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think whoever has him is going to want to hold on to him to see if he can develop into a guy who gets the job. Well, and he's certainly not going to sell him for a third. There's no doubt. He's going to he's gonna sell high off of this week and all the hype. So yeah. uh, he'll be a hot waiver wire pickup in redraft, and then uh, that, that kind of translates into dynasty as well, especially if it's a player who's on most waiver wires there. Right. Uh, so valuation wise, I'm, I'm probably not going to own him, but again, he's another guy that probably is worth the majority of your fab. Uh, if he is on your waiver wire, um, another guy who's worth the majority of your fab is Cooper cup. Uh, looked like a veteran out there catching footballs, uh, yes. for the Rams. Weirdly enough, the Rams looked actually good. Uh, that was shocking too. Uh, I'm not sure which thing shocked me more was, was the rookie looking so studly or the fact that Jared Goff looked like a new man out there. Looked like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> Goff, you know, he was 21 last year playing in a, you know, quote-unquote Jeff Fisher offense. Um, I don't I don't know. I think it was it's easy to potentially overreact to what we saw from Goff last year. He was Oh, I think everybody did based yeah, off of what I saw in week 1. Yeah. You know, he was he was good enough in college to be seen as a guy, even if they overdrafted him, to be seen as a potential franchise quarterback. And what a guy does in one year under Jeff Fisher, you know, near the end of bad Jeff Fisher's career, I don't think that should be really what defines a guy's future opportunity. I completely agree. I mean, well, the best thing that ever happened to him is Jeff Fisher being fired finally. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, it's uh it's good. I mean, it looks it looks promising for the Rams, yeah. which is something yeah. I didn't think I'd be saying at the end of week. And, and, and Cooper Cup, like I'm I'm pleased. You know, like he yeah. is he he's Austin Collie without a Peyton Manning, but like in terms of like his physical profile and like draft position and age and college production and stuff like that. Like he is Austin Colley. I always liked Austin, Austin Colley. I mean, like, <laughs> like Austin Colley had like a fantastic, like eight game stretch before he started getting yeah. the concussion issues, you know, uh, hopefully Cooper cup is able to, you know, have more than like a, an eight I, game I, breakout, but Cooper cup, I'm like, I'm excited about him. He's not, he's not a great physical specimen, but he has great agility uh, which suits him well for the slot. But one of the things that impressed me and he's was, got good size. He's, he's yeah, he's, he's got like good 6'2", size. 205. Yeah, one of the things that impressed me was that I wasn't expecting him to be able to play outside, and I don't know how many snaps he actually did play outside, but one of the great catches he made was outside of the numbers. Like, he, he did line up out wide and did go up for the ball and fight for it and catch it. Like, that was like a, a type of play that you would want your outside receiver to be able to make. So if he actually does have some competence outside, it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to be exciting. Like, I think he leads the Rams in uh, in receptions this year and maybe yards. Or Sammy, that's a hot take. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it is. I mean, it, it might be, but I just, you know. 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the other side of the mic, man. I, I could I could roast some marshmallow here. That's that's nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it, it was inadvertent flame. You know, like, so I, let, me, let me ask you on Cup though. Let's talk. Let's talk value, uh, yeah. because I mean, it is a player. Because I mean, I think the upside's there. I agree with you. I mean, he's another guy that that I would dump all of my fab if he's on the waiver wire. Probably not. Like I said, he was yeah. he was going undrafted at the very beginning of rookie draft season. By by the time towards the season starting, he was going in the second round. So uh, the cat got out of the bag on Cup as well. Uh, but he is somebody who's who's relatively low value. I mean, I guess I guess let me ask you a question. If you had to pick between Juju Smith Schuster and Cooper Cup, who would you take today? Uh, well, during during rookie yeah during rookie drafts, I took Cup instead of Juju, and I would do the same today. Yeah, I think it's an easier statement today after watching him show up out there. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that that's I think that's interesting. So I mean, he's what valuation of an early second round pick, maybe mid second round pick is probably right there, huh? I, I think he's worth more than a mid second round pick. Like I think people who were drafting him near the end of uh, draft season this year, they were having to spend close to a mid second round pick to get him. So um, you, you, I mean, let me ask the question: Are you thinking late first then, maybe valuation yes. for Cup? Yeah, that's that's what I would give for him. And and I okay, and that's I would, that, I, I, I would give that pick. I like it. I like it a lot, and I think I think that people will be rewarded if they make that trade. I uh, might look crazy now. Okay, uh, we're running kind of long here, so let's move on to another guy who looked uh, another wide receiver who looked pretty incredible uh, out there, and that is Kenny Galladay, um, a guy who caught the hype train, was going in the first round of uh, of rookie drafts, and. Who did he live up to the hype? Yeah. Um, I'm still mad at Evan Silva for juicing Galladay's hype <laughs> so much before uh, the preseason outbreak. Um, but, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, I never really would have expected this, and I was someone who was still high on him in college just because he had good size yeah. He was contributing as a runner, uh, a ton of market share, both receiving and uh, both as like receiving yards and touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, a first doesn't get him. You know, I, like I don't think you can trade a first for him and get him now. Well, okay. I mean, I think it depends on where the first is. If it's a mid first, I think you can get Galladay for that. Maybe hey, if I could trade a mid first for Galladay. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I maybe would, but I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Galladay's—he's on my team, so like I don't have to worry about it now because I, <laughs> I got in at a good price. But like, I'm just thinking, like I wouldn't trade him for a first unless. Let me ask you: Did you start him? Super high. Uh, no, I did not start <laughs> him. But that doesn't even—that doesn't even bother me. You know what I mean? Because like I'm thinking long term with him. 100%. He's on five of my teams, started him zero places, which isn't yeah. shocking. I don't think anybody yeah. started him. But yeah. who, watching those points fly out the window as uh, as David Johnson put up a soft seven points, that was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Um, anybody else you want to talk about kind of uh, – I, I, guess, I guess before we wrap, I'll, I'll talk real quickly about, uh, about a sell high that I have that I think is a window has opened. It's probably time to get out, and that's Todd Gurley. Um, he's just – he just doesn't look that good. Uh, I, I held out hope, and it, I, even with the offense moving the chains the way they were, and the game script the way it was, where they were annihilating the annihilating them, he he just still didn't look like he was able to grind out the clock. Even 
um, against a defeated team. So for me, I guess, I guess I'm trying to sell Gurley if I have him on my team for uh, trying to get that two first valuation that he has right now. Uh, that he's a player that I think performed well enough if people weren't watching the tape. Uh, that they might be like, oh, yeah, Gurley's back. He scored 14 points this week. That's great. Uh, that if uh, if you're able to get rid of him, I, I would I would recommend it. Any yeah. thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think even if you are in win-now mode, he's not going to do much to actually help you win this year. So if you can trade him for future uh, future picks or even preferably – uh, an asset that could produce this year. I think he's definitely a guy to sell high. Yeah, it's brutal. To, it's brutal to say because I was so high on him when he came out of college. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it just sucks. He just doesn't look. He just doesn't look the part. Maybe Jeff Fisher ruined him forever, which wouldn't be the first player that he did that to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, if it's just that he never really recovered from the knee issues, uh, yeah. you know, from the ACL injury. Uh, or you know, if he's just not the dynamic athlete that people hoped he would be when he was coming out of college, I think that's possible. But he just doesn't look uh, like he has any burst. And I say I, that as someone who knows uh, nothing about watching football film. <laughs> uh, me, me, and you both. This is not the uh, this is not the film analytics uh, yeah. the film analytics podcast. Uh, anybody at the end of the day this past week that you would be trying to get out from under in a dynasty league that they performed well enough that you're like finally sell time? Uh, not really. Just to put you totally on the spot, Matt. Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's because I don't ever want to sell anybody on my team. But uh, no, I mean, and you're it's, just in love with your team, Matt. I think that's what I, that's what we have here. Yeah. Well, that I mean, yeah, uh, I I do love my team. Like I'm trying to think of of people, but there's the thing. Part of it is it was such a horrible weekend for football in general. It's like so many low scores that it's it's not like a sell high weekend. There was like no marquee player who's kind of on the borderline who performed well enough to be like, all right, now's the time to get out. Like it's just uh, it was a, a bad weekend for football. No, I, I completely agree. It was highly frustrating week one. Um, and yeah, as I, as I described it on Twitter, it was a bloodbath. Uh, so, all right. And as we wrap up the show, uh, I want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, rate and review it. Uh, uh, is radio on iTunes. And uh, we really appreciate that. That helps users find us people who want to hear good, find it dynasty content or good uh, fantasy content in general. The other shows on the, on the network are incredible as well. Uh, so make sure that you rate, leave a review, uh, list out the shows that you love. We always appreciate that. So we do read those and, and always appreciate it. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on, man. I feel like I did a podcast with my boss here. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm really nobody's boss, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and thanks for having me. Yeah. You're the part-time, part-time guy that runs, uh, runs the road of his pods. So you're the guy I always talk to. That's like, okay, you miss, you misspelled this guy's name. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. Full engineer brain there uh, up at 1130 trying to get the show out to the listeners. So uh, anyways, thanks for coming on, Matt. Uh, you can follow Matt on Twitter. Um, if I can get up to his username, you can follow Matt on Twitter uh, at Matt F, the Oracle, um, and uh, find his work on Rotoviz. You're listening to one of them, uh, Fantasy Labs and the Fantasy Land podcast. Actually, can we take a second to talk about how sweet the Fantasy Land podcast is? I'm like, it's legitimately probably my favorite pod when it comes out once every couple of weeks. Well, every couple of weeks is, is very generous. Uh, well, it's, uh, yeah. in season, I'm hoping it comes back every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. It's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Pete Overzet 
and Patrick Crane, obviously, I mean, they, they do, you know, all of the work. Uh, I listen to the show. That's, that's basically my involvement with the show. They're fantastic. Um, the, the two latest episodes, one was a live show in Las Vegas. That was awesome. And the other was the Antrim Jets episode, uh, Irish football, amazing, such a great story. Uh, yeah. So Fantasyland, it's great. Uh, after, you know, stuff settles a little bit with the season getting going, uh, we're going to kind of regroup and, and figure out what we want to do with Fantasyland uh, for future episodes. But yeah, more on the way with Fantasyland. All right, might I recommend a hashtag Dynasty Trades episode if you guys want to, you know, talk about a phenomenon? That's interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll put that in the in the soup of uh, of possibilities. All right, that's a soft no for Matt on that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> on that note, I, I'm Eric. Uh, Dan and Nathan will be back. Nathan survived the hurricane, so uh, make sure to say congrats to him on that. Um, and on that note, we will catch up with you guys next week. Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 31.25 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, 749 0% APR. One offer per account. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.